Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I'm joined by legendary actor, and uh, you know him from Victor as Victor Newman from the hit TV show Young and the Restless, Mr. Eric Braden. How's it going, Eric? It's going well. Eric, what's happening with you? Do people ever, uh, wherever you go, still ever call you Victor, or maybe your family even might call you Victor? No, my family would never do that. No. No, your but family never do. does that? People do, of course, because they know me as that, so it's not so unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so also, uh, basically, you're known for writing uh, your book, I'll Be Damned. Uh, can you tell us uh, where, where the title of that book uh, came from and uh, how, how you managed to, to name it that? Uh, say that again? Uh, can you tell us where the title of your book came from, uh, I'll, I'll Be Damned? Uh, that title actually came from, uh, from the fans. I asked them what I should uh, call my book. And they, almost 90% of them said, I'll be damned, because it is an expression that I obviously use a lot on the show. And what a career it has definitely been. Uh, so you came from Germany to the United States at a very young age and had many jobs. Uh, where, where did your incredible work ethic come from when you came to the United States? Well, I grew up uh, during the war and shortly after, after the war, obviously, and, and uh, times were tough. So I grew up working on farms, you know, and um, that's tough work. Yeah. Did you enjoy any of those uh, jobs before you got into to show business? Well, um, obviously I went to school, and then uh, sports are the things that I enjoyed the most, you know. And uh, won the German Youth Championship in track and field, and discus and javelin and shot put, and um, uh, played all other sports uh, on the side, from ice hockey to soccer to boxing, etc. So, um, yeah. The various jobs I've had, um, you know, some you can do without, and others, uh, anyway, when, when it's necessary, you do whatever has to be done. So, uh, would you say that, uh, so you're, you're a very athletic person, would you say that if you weren't inside of uh, show business that you would have gone into uh, athletics, maybe? It's possible, um, entirely possible, yeah, or maybe some academic profession, probably history or whatever. And, uh, but I'm interested in a lot of things and um, um, don't know what I would have ended up doing. That's true. Uh, so when you uh, got into uh, your, your entertainment career, did you have any idols that you uh, grew up with? Or, I mean, did you grow up with any, did you have any idols inside of show business uh, oh, or oh, that oh, you have oh, tried to... Just do me for, hold on for one second. So did you have any uh, idols that uh, you had uh, growing up, or have you tried to pattern your entertainment career after at all? Mm, no, but I would say um, the actors I looked up to when I, uh, my teenage years or whatever, Marlon Brando, I would say, um, uh, Spencer Tracy. Um, yeah, Spencer Tracy. Um, yeah, George C. Scott later on. Great actor, Carl Malden. Um, yeah, 
Okay, so you have gotten to work in about every aspect of entertainment that there is. Is there anything you haven't gotten to do yet that you, that you would like to do? No, I, I would say that I would, would have liked to have done what my son does, and that is to write and direct. And he just wrote and directed uh, a den of themes. And uh, I admire him enormously for it. And he did a hell of a job. And you also have a uh, small small part in it as well, the, the Den of the Right, Fox. right. I didn't want to, but uh, he said, Dad, your son's first film. I said, okay. So uh, there you are. So when is uh, that, that going to come out, the, the, the Den of the Thieves? Den of Thieves is out already, out in the theater as we speak. Okay. What, what, what town are you living in? Uh, I'm, I'm actually in uh, Kansas City, so... Uh, to a place in Kansas City. I, I cannot... Yeah. Den of Thieves. Just look around. You'll find it. Den of the Thieves. So, uh, in, so one thing that I found interesting inside, <laughs> inside your book is that uh, you state that your stage debut, you had four giants come to see your show, the very first uh, stage debut. Uh, you had Mel Brooks and Lee Strasberg come and, and Bancroft, just to name three. Uh, did they uh, and, Tennessee, and, Tennessee, and Tennessee Williams and yeah. Tennessee Williams? Uh, uh, did they uh, come up and enjoy your performance after? I mean, did they comment you after you had done it? I don't quite remember, but I hope they enjoyed it. And uh, there was a reception afterwards at Sardi's, which is uh, traditional, and we do a Broadway play, and uh, uh, there, a number of them were there and, and said very nice things. So that's what I remember. So uh, another thing that, I, um, that I'm interested in, uh, so you, uh, as I mentioned, you play the character of Victor Newman on The Young and the Restless. Uh, being a leading man in show business, does that require more responsibilities than the average actor or actress? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Um, no. I can't say that that increases responsibility in any way. Um, no. Not, not above and beyond uh, what a normal citizen is responsible for, no. When, when you took the, the role of Victor, uh, what was it that attracted you to, to the character? Uh, at the beginning, not much, except the money. And uh, then uh, it became very interesting after about a year or two. Uh, after Bill Bell introduced uh, Victor Newman's background. And that made all the difference in the world because now uh, one was able to play far more emotional things, you know. And uh, uh, it wasn't just a one-dimensional character. That's boring. So for, for that reason, uh, one of the main reasons I'm still with it is because it's it's um, uh, he's a larger-than-life character, but he's also uh, vulnerable and, and has a kaleidoscope of emotions. So um, that is what then eventually made me stay once I played that scene with Nikki when I told her about my childhood and orphanage, etc., etc. So um, would you say that you're anything like your, your character, Victor Newman? No, not at all. Except in personal life, I don't take any shit, not as Victor Newman. <laughs> so... So when you're when you're not working and doing uh, uh, acting, uh, what do you like to do in in your free time? I read extensively and um, um, work out a lot, 
and um, yeah, reading takes up a great deal of my time, and then working out does, and uh, um, you know, obviously talking to friends and, and family, and uh, yeah. So you're also a uh, boxer, so, so you're also big uh, in, in boxing as well. Um, have you ever gotten to go one-on-one -on -one with, with the pros at all? Inspiring sessions I have, yes. And um, um, boxing is a very, uh, very dangerous business. Um, you don't want to get hit in the head too much. Right. <laughs> it, it, no, I've seen too many... Too many people suffer from the consequences thereof. So when I spar nowadays, it's only to the body, and you just jab to the head, and that's it. No right crosses, no left hooks, and um, you just jab to the head, and um, you can do that with your with your opponent, and we agree upon that. But I will no longer go all out uh, to the head. Okay, but to the body, yes, but not to the head. Right. So, I need to remember lines. <laughs> that, that that's definitely true. That that's true. Uh, so, will you go to uh, the boxing uh, championships at all, uh, or and uh, sit in the audience at all? I have been to some fights, yes, but I'm a huge fan now of of UFC. Uh, of the UFC, yeah. Yes, a huge fan. Right. I have enormous respect for enormous respect for fighters. Period. But UFC is a, is a totally different dimension. It is. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, uh, every once in a while they'll have it here here in Kansas City. It's actually pretty pretty big here. So. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say uh, in your amazing and historical career has been the highlight of your career? Um, hmm. that's a good question, I guess. Uh, starring in, in the film Colossus, the Foreman Project in 1969, I think, eight or nine, um, playing uh, westerns with a gun smoke. I did about five of them. Um, doing the Maritale Mosho. Um, Yeah, and then doing the film I starred in, uh, called The Man Who Came Back, with George Kennedy and, and, and Armand Asante and Sean Young. And um, I enjoyed that enormously because I had, I had uh, a say over casting of the film, etc. Um, but the things I really remember the most in my life were the German championship in track and field when I was 18. And, uh, or 17, mother, and um, the U.S. Championship in soccer in 1973. Those are the highlights of my, two of the highlights of my life, yeah. Wow. So um, what, what, what advice uh, would you give to someone who's trying to get into entertainment, uh, much like myself here? Well... Uh, generally speaking, I would not be very encouraging. It's so tough. I mean, it is just, I, I, it's too long of a story, but uh, generally speaking, I would say no. If you have any other talents, pursue them. Because I just give you one statistic, 150,000 150, registered actors in Hollywood 
of which 1%, 1,500, make a living. Of that 1,500, a small percentage makes a good living. So you figure it out. It's, it's your chances are, you know, unless you are really compelled to do it, unless you know you're good, not think you're good, but you know you're good, you feel very strongly that you have something to contribute, uh, I'd say the hell out of it, you know, stay away from it. It's, your chances are uh, that you will waste a lot of important years of your life pursuing some ephemeral, ephemeral goal. Um, it's, it's, you know, start doing small theater in some hole in the wall and find out if you're good and find out if, if people like what you do. Uh, don't just dream about it because you're good looking and come to LA and say, I'm going to make it. You're going to waste your time. Most likely you'll waste your time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actors are on, on the whole very intelligent, learn very quickly. So apply the brains to, to uh, something else, really. Because otherwise you depend on too many people making up their minds. It's maddening, you know? Yeah. So uh, as an actor, you're always uh, dependent upon the opinions of others. And, and um, no, I would not pursue it. Times have uh, certainly changed ever since uh, when when you ha- had started. Uh, times have uh, definitely changed. The whole aspect of, of show business has definitely changed ever since when, when, you, got, when you got started. You mean what, what, what has changed? Uh, the whole aspect of, of show business in, in general. Well, it, it's no. There are actually more possibilities now. There are more avenues, um, outlets. Um, I mean, think of all the... They're no longer ABC, NBC, and CBS alone. You have Hulu, you have Amazon, you have all kinds of Absolutely. HBO, Netflix, etc., etc. So uh, in that sense, um, uh, more possibilities. But as an actor, you're so dependent on the opinion of others, uh, unless you're really established, and that takes a while, you know, unless you get to the point where you don't give a damn what they think. But it's... it's um, it's a it's a tough road to hoe. That's all. It is. It definitely is. And so uh, I do want to want to ask you about uh, one one more thing. My my final my final question for you here. Um, you got to work with uh, a gentleman named Marlon Brando in a film. Talk about what it was like uh, working with such a a legend of a man. Certainly a legend, and one of the most prodigiously gifted actors ever in, in, in the history of Hollywood, and uh, someone who, who didn't like his profession particularly. You know, he, uh, as a lot of us, if you have any kind of brain in your head, you say, wait a minute, what am I doing this for? Uh, yet you, it, it's very seductive to, to become well-known and to make a lot of money and, and all of that, yet there are moments when it feels kind of empty. And, and uh, with Marlon, I had the feeling that he was always looking for something more important to do. Um, um, it's, it's, it's kind of tragic, to be honest with you. Um, but, it, I mean, he was a star of such magnitude that um, reality becomes distorted. He and I talked about history more than anything, never about acting, never about films, only about politics and history. And, and um, uh, he was a good athlete, 
used to throw the football to each other at 20th behind the stages. And um, um, one of the most charismatic figures I think I've ever met in my life. And just a naturally powerful, charismatic figure. But essentially a tragic figure because he didn't like a lot of aspects of this business. Mm-hmm. So uh, fame, fame is a difficult, difficult thing to deal with. And, and uh, you know, when you, you, you must remember it is on different levels. What I do is one thing, but when you are a film star like Marlon Brando, there's a whole different dimension. And, and, or a big sports star. Uh, and Muhammad Ali or LeBron James or Michael Jordan or whatever. I mean, these, these are superstars. That's difficult to live with. That's very difficult to deal with. You know? Yeah. So um, it has its own challenges. And um, it takes some people years to, to reconcile all the fame, all the adulation and say, wait a minute, do I really deserve that? Is, is what I do that good, that important? I mean, it's, it's, therefore you have a tendency, either, either huge stars go into drugs or alcohol, or they find some other escape. And, and uh, many of them, as they get older, um, will find some other outlet um, that makes them, uh, you know, get their bearings back. It, it, it becomes a very dangerous quicksand. Fame is a very, very uh, uh, double-edged sword, you know? True. That, that's definitely true. Um, did you uh, ever get to become close to Mr. Brando in life? Say that again? Did you, did you ever uh, get to become close at all to Mr. Brando? No, close in the sense that we knew each other on the set. Yeah, we talked about politics, but not beyond that, no. Boy, uh, I—I mean, I, I tell you, uh, Eric. Uh, do you think that that we'll ever see another actor like Mar- Marlon Brando? Oh, every generation has some, you know, someone. Um, but look, there's always a new uh, superstar on the horizon. So um, I have no idea. Nor is that of any any consequence to me. I, I don't know. There's some very good actors around nowadays, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, that was a past era. And, yeah, um, true, true. Think of the greatness of Clark Gable and John Wayne and all those, you know, larger-than-life characters. That, that's definitely true. I hope that uh, in some facet of uh, entertainment today we'll see another, um, another one of those uh, Clark Gable. Yeah. Uh, Probably not, because it, 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 that was endemic to the film business, when television was no competition yet, you know? True, yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, I want to thank you so much for, for your time, sir. Folks, go pick up his book, uh, I'll, I'll Be Damned. It's a really great book and a great read. All right, my man, I thank you very much for the interview, and uh, good luck to the Chiefs next year. Oh, we, we definitely need it. We definitely yeah. need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank All right, you so man. much, sir. God, God bless you. You'll be cool. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.